You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday morning. Now, let's turn to our next topic and guest of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking about learning about yourself and also pursuing your dreams. And I'm really, really delighted to be joined by career and executive coach, Selena Lee, who is the host of a podcast called Live Your Dream. And we are live this morning on Facebook on Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Welcome on the show, uh, Selena. So lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh my God, it's so exciting. It's about 10.40 p.m. New York City, but I'm just as energetic as I would be in the morning. <laughs> I was going to say, you're so. such a trooper. I mean, it's late in New York, so thank you very much for staying up uh, for the program. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners would love to uh, see you as well. So do hop onto Facebook, and this way you'll be able to maybe put your questions directly uh, to Selena if you have any questions. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. So first of all, let's talk about you. you you used to be a corporate lawyer, and then now you turned in, you turned, you transformed into a coach. Uh, how did you get into coaching? Can you share your journey with our listeners? Yeah, sure. I actually, um, right after college, my first job out of uh, college was actually in investment banking. I actually lived in Hong Kong for part of the time. Also, unfortunately, I didn't get to really know the city or the country very well because I was working too much. And then I went to law school and became a corporate lawyer and um, practiced at a big law firm uh, here in New York City as a private equity lawyer. And I kind of lived my whole life, you know, doing the things that people told me that I should do, you know, get go to good school, get a good job, and somehow I will live this happy and successful life. And it was far from the truth. I learned the hard way, the importance of doing work that's meaningful to me. So um, after many, many career transitions, I actually um, found out about the world of coaching, the industry of coaching. And then even though that identity transition was really, really hard, because, you know, how do you go from a corporate lawyer to becoming uh, a, a coach, right? But I think the first time I experienced coaching, it was really powerful and, and life changing. And I was secretly envious of my my own coach. And I thought maybe maybe I could just give it a try. And I enrolled in the coaching school to be certified. And the first day of the school, I felt like I came home. It was like the weirdest feeling. Like I felt like I was just wearing clothes that was really comfortable to me um, and just fits me really well. And I could just be me and do this really well. And then it was it was tough a transition because, you know, being a lawyer as an, you know, as an Asian American professional, <laughs> people are like, what are you, what are you doing? You're going to throw away all of your credentials, you know, but now I, I'm so grateful that I get to do the work that I love and find it to be meaningful and help every day um, people with their challenges to navigate their, their career path and to achieve their goals and dreams. So um, I can't believe this is my job and I get paid to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing, Selena, because, you know, interviewing a lot of different people, you know, I can really feel that authenticity and you're living the life that you want to live and it really shows through um i mean i I can't imagine what it was like working in a job that you know perhaps was perhaps you faced a burn burnout but you know being able to 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 now have a job that you really really enjoy so what was it about coaching that really helped you find your path how did coaching help you yeah so i think um i learned a lot about what i didn't want when i was at the jobs that didn't wasn't really aligned with who I was or how I wanted to spend my time. So I was a private equity lawyer and you know, I got in this job at this big law firm and, you know, everybody is like <laughs> thought I was doing really well. And I, I was externally, everything was really going really well. But inside, I just felt like something was missing. And I, I thought about like, what is it about this job that really doesn't work for me? And I realized, 
you know, all my clients were a billionaire because they were, they were private equity clients. And, and I, if I spend all night reviewing these contracts, do a really good job for them. I'm just helping really rich people become richer. Like, how is that adding, you know, value to the society? Like I, and I, I thought I worked so hard all my life and I didn't want to, to die just doing that. So I was like, well, wow. then what is it? That's that a really- big, big question. It's very <laughs> philosophical, that moment. Exactly. And then that got me to think, well, what is it that I really, really value? And then I thought about, like, I just tried a lot of different things. And I think I, it just took a lot of, I've written a book. I started a community to help people pursue their dreams. I started a podcast and all kinds of, uh, all of that things uh, led me to kind of realizing, like, um, you know, even though I've tried a lot of random things that seem to be unrelated to each other. And there were moments when I was beating myself up, like, how come everybody else has figured out their one path? And I just don't know what that path is for me. Or have had to they find figured it out? Or is everybody just sort of pretending? Or is everybody pretending? sort of... Pretending? <laughs> yes, that's what I learned now, you know? And then one day I realized, um, even though all the, the things that I've tried seem uh, seemingly unrelated to each other, of all the things that I tried and, and brought me true joy all had common themes that were people and stories. So I was like, oh, I just got to do more of that. And then when I, um, you know, got certified as a coach and, and started working as a coach, I was still like not having really fully transitioned from a lawyer to coach. And then one day it hit me. I, I thought, you know, like I just feel called to do this work and I'm going to regret not giving it in a try. And when I'm actually coaching, like I could be like feeling really like, drained or exhausted but the moment i you know hop on a call with my clients or i you know do an interview with you or i do other speaking engagements or record my podcast interview i just get so excited it lights me up so i think i learned that like i just have to do work that is really aligned with who i am and i learned that like i need to do what i want to do what i not what i think i should do which is what I think I was telling myself my whole life. I thought I was supposed to be a lawyer, get a good job, do these things that other people approved of. And then one day I realized, you know what? I listened to the societal formula for success. It didn't work for me. And I'm going to figure out my own path and honor that and give myself permission to try things, even though I have no idea how it's going to work out. And that's what I do for my clients. And I support them in their own own journeys as well. Yeah. What's holding some people back? Selena, I'm sure you meet a lot of different people. What's sort of uh, a few factors that you've come across that's making people um, unhappy and and maybe scared of trying something new? What's your take? Yeah. um, (laughs) I feel like at this point I have this unique insight into human mind (laughs) because I obviously coach in English. I also, I'm fluent in Korean, so I'm bilingual and bicultural. So I have a lot of clients in Korea as well. And so I, you know, my clients are from a lot of different industries as well, geography, industries, um, sectors. And I've learned that humans have similar struggles and obstacles. (laughs) It doesn't matter where you're from, what race you are. It doesn't matter where. And it is they're very critical of themselves. We have this feeling of not being enough. Like, I feel like I should be better than this, or we compare ourselves with other people. Um, we also listen to um, the values, uh, try to live the values that were inherited to us by our parents, especially in Asian American or Asian families. That's a tough one. So yeah. there's a lot of fear that is holding them back. Fear of failure, fear of rejections. Um, and, and they always think about the worst case scenario. What if I try this and I, it doesn't work out. What would happen? So if you're constantly afraid of, you know, something not working out, then chances of you taking action to even give it a try is very 
very slow, very slim, right? And then you probably wouldn't do anything about your life and then you wouldn't achieve your goals and nothing would be different and you'd feel stuck, right? So what I really try to do is, uh, is you know, I get my clients to be aware of, like, what is really holding you back? You know, where is the fear of rejection is coming from? And something that I um, have all my clients to do is what's called the rejection challenge. So basically every week, they have to share with me something where they got rejected from. So I don't care about getting yeses. I only care about hearing no's. And then it could be just a really small rejection to something really huge. But basically, I want people to feel comfortable hearing a no, um, because I think oftentimes that is what holds us back. Not even the no, but like the fear of hearing the no. So your imagined fear of getting your feelings heard. And it stops you from trying in the first place. Yeah, trying. And then that's a real failure. And what something I've realized in my own life is that like statistically, the more you hear no, the chances of getting to yes is closer and closer. And a lot of times when people say no, like it just means no, not right now, not no forever. But we take those no's so personally, it prevents us from trying. And that's where the real failure is. So I, I get people to feel comfortable hearing a no and then to feel okay, like, oh, that's okay. Like, and then all, and then also celebrate uh, rejection. So like, you know, yeah, I, I think my life changed when I became this person, like, I used to be really afraid of hearing you know, rejections too. But then now I'm like, well, when's the last time I heard, heard a no? And then if I can't remember the last time, like in the last month or two, then I know I'm staying really small and I'm not really trying. And that's a real failure. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, I, I like that uh, shifting of the of the mind um, and, and reframing it in a different way, because sometimes when we approach cert, some guests, they might say no. And then, you know, and then I sort of see it as a good opportunity to try and pursue them to come on you know uh, you know maybe another time so we can hear your side of the story and sometimes hearing no is really a good um, challenge that you know I, I set for myself not that I have to get you on the program no matter what but it really is a, a good opportunity to really just help yourself grow a little bit change that mindset otherwise you the fear of rejection will just always get you nowhere which is exactly. sadly uh, the, the case for, for, for many of us for sure. And I, I also um, interview, you know, guests to on my podcast and also for my book too. And I can't remember, I can't count how many no's I got. I probably got more respected trying to write my book than I'd ever been until that point in my life. And then you just learn to not take it personally. And then, and then you um, try it again. I tried it again and again. I, and then eventually many of them said yes. And something I also learned is that you actually don't need a lot of yeses to change the course of your life. Like plenty of people will say no, but some people will say yes. And with those yeses, you make a radio show or podcast or book or get a job or whatever it may be. So you're just paying, playing numbers game, which means you just have to be uh, like how you see rejection has to change for it to work for you. And most people haven't figured this out. So like, if you figure this out, you're, you're going to be ahead of most people. <laughs> Absolutely. And sometimes when you have too many yeses, it actually can tie you down. So with some no's, it actually frees you up. The choice has been made right. and you can just move yeah. on. You can continue to pursue yeah, exactly. it or, or, or move yeah. on. Um, Selena, one thing I'm interested in knowing is that what sorts of things or, or areas in, in life, I mean, you, you are an executive coach, but you know, I'm sure you've come across different people. You know, what sorts of things do people sort of need more coaching in or do they come to you with? Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's in, initially when people come to me with, uh, you know, um, needing needing for, for working with me as a coach, um, there's a lot of different topics, right? So I work mostly in the Korean executive space. So a lot of times people come to me with their career goals, right? So some people want to transition into a different industry, they want to get a new job, or want to get a promotion or, you know, um, get into leadership positions. A lot of times it also has to do with relationships, right? Um, navigating some really difficult relationship with their bosses or colleagues or people report to them. This actually has been one of the major topics <laughs> that I, I um, uh, support my clients on. Also, some people have, you know, issue um, some challenges with managing their time or fear of rejections or some people have side projects or maybe um, like wanting to start a book, uh, write a book or start a podcast or they want to build, build a company. So I, I guess it, it they come to me with a lot of goals that they are trying to work on. And then I really get deeper than that. And because then, it's not just then about the career. If you look at it and dissect exactly. it, it actually goes deeper into other areas of their life. Much deeper, and then and then it and then it comes out, you know, like their relationship with their family, or their spouses, or how they grew up, or um, like their values in life. And so, while we start out with those um, visible topics for career growth and navigating challenges and overcoming obstacles then I really support them to really learn about themselves and to overcome their internal obstacles and to be able to visualize their success and then to be able to take action that is aligned with who they are and who they want to become. And um, I uh, designed the coaching framework called LOVE, L-O-V-E, which is the four steps. <laughs> learn about yourself, overcome internal obstacles, visualize your success and explore and take action. So yeah, it's been very, very interesting. Basically, what I've learned as a result of interviewing so many people, you know, on my podcast and and for my book and also um, through coaching a lot of different people from different backgrounds is that at the core and the foundation of all success and happiness is how you see yourself, how you talk to yourself and the relationship you build with yourself. So that that's a very positive and kind one. You can pretty much do anything. So um while support my clients to get a new job and transition and build their companies, all of that, I make sure foremost that is really, really strong because that is that is going to be the foundation in which you're going to build a really thriving, successful and happy life. That's such an interesting way to look at it because that is the most important relationship in life, the, the one that you have with yourself. At the same time, you know, people are quite critical of themselves. You mentioned earlier that we have this sort of critical voice. How do we change or how do we shift that that mindset from being critical to, you know, fully embracing our own flaws and, and really love ourselves. Yeah. And that's a really, really tough one. And then an analogy that I, um, you know, um, often give is that like, you know, let's say you have a friend who only is nice to you or is like, you know, want, is friendly with you when you're doing well in your life. Like, let's say you got a pretty cool promotion and you share that on LinkedIn and they're like, hey, I heard you got a you know promotion. Let's get coffee sometime. But in fact, you never heard from that person ever before. Or if you reach out for help, they were never around. So think about that. Would you consider that a, a friend? True <laughs> friend. friend? <laughs> I like them too much, right? But do you think there may be a chance that you are that kind of a fake friend to yourself? You're only nice to yourself when things are going well for you, if you get a job or get promoted or whatever, you know, but um, and you're happy with yourself, you're proud of yourself, right? But when something doesn't go well, like if you get laid off or something, you try something, but it didn't work out, you're brutal to yourself. You're super critical of yourself, right? Uh, well, what kind of relationship is that? You're a fake friend to yourself, yes. right? 
<laughs> so like what and if you're like that um not only do you not want to be friends with this fake friend but you have to live with this fake friend for the rest of your life how what kind of hard life would that be right it'd be so, <laughs> so tough waking up to the fake friend that is critical of you oh my goodness yeah. you can never get away from yourself um so I, I really help people to understand and be aware of this inner negative voice that we all really have. And then to understand that sometimes it is to protect ourselves, right? And because of survival and an evolution, it makes sense why being critical actually keeps us safe, but it doesn't really help us to live a really fulfilling, meaningful life, you know, achieving goals and dreams that we really care about. So one uh, fun technique is I, um, encourage all my clients to um, name their inner negative voice, um, kind of like give it a separate character. Like mine is called Shrek and I have a separate name for a Korean <laughs> one when my, because I'm bilingual. So it what's comes, your comes Korean one? It's called Tokebi. So it's like, a, it's like, the, it comes from uh, Tokebi is like a, this little um, evil thing. It's in a Korean fable, like a children's story okay. and they come to you and they're evil and they do bad things. Um, so like, that's what I would call it. And when I'm talking, when my um, inner negative voice talks to me in Korean versus in English, it's Shrek. It's kind of funny looking character. I don't have to take him so seriously. So basically what you're trying to do is like, separate this um, inner negative voice from your true self who's capable of so many things. And and everybody has inner negative voice, right? But how much power you give to it is entirely up to you. So like you can listen to it and be like, oh, I see that like I'm about to, you know, um, go for this promotion or, you know, apply for a new job. Um, but I'm like, oh, who, who do I think that I am? Like, uh, maybe I want to become a speaker. Maybe I want to write, write a book. Like, who do I think I am? Of course, like, no one's going to read my book. Are you kidding me? You know, if that voice comes to you, you know, oh, that's my inner negative voice trying to keep me safe because maybe I'm afraid of getting rejected that I wouldn't even give myself permission to try this thing, right? And at that point, you just acknowledge, oh, I see my negative voices here and trying to keep me safe. But what is it that really... I want, I want to be able to try this thing. And, you know, what would you regret more? Um, not having tried this dream of yours or giving yourself, having given your permission to do it. And oftentimes we regret more things that we didn't do, right? At that point, you just, you're more conscious and you make intentional decision, even though you feel fear. <laughs> so uh, I support my really uh you know go for their dreams <laughs> yeah i'm just looking uh, wow selena time flies when we're having fun we're almost approaching the, the 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 news um just very briefly can you share with our listeners how we can find out more about your work you've got a book and a podcast what's your website uh share some of the details with our listeners please yes sure all of my information you can find on my website um it's selena lee ceo uh actually it's, it's selena with a c not with an s like selena gomez <laughs> um it's -E C-O, and there you'll find links to my podcast my coaching programs and all my social media links are also linked there as well excellent well selena it's been such a pleasure to meet you and to chat with you i feel like it went by way too quickly and i look forward to inviting you back another time to share more examples and more techniques uh, with our listeners thank you so much Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and that's Selena Lee, an executive coach and career coach uh, who has a podcast called Live Your Dream. Do check out her website. Lots of information there. Thank you very much indeed.